0: The rules don't fit. <laughs> the rules don't fit because the maps go there.
1: The maps are bigger.
0: <laughs> I think that's why all the uh, pieces ended up going everywhere
1: when you did reopen this. Yeah, box. because there's there's space here. I think this is the same tray from Fast Risk, and the Fast Risk rules fit right. See, look, there's also two extra spaces. Do you think you just swap the boxes and that this is the Fast Risk box and the Halo Risk? No. Pop, uh, no. It didn't happen. That's a fast response. Welcome to Cardboard, the Board Game Podcast. I'm Devon Boddy. And I'm Steve Davis. What are we talking about today, Devon? Halo Risk. Halo Risk. The game of strategic conquest. Halo Legendary Edition.
0: How does it say waypoint on the side?
1: Oh, Halo waypoint was uh I don't know if it's still around. It was like the central hub for everything to do with Halo. It was like a an huh. app on but now Xbox. Now that nobody cares about Halo anymore. I guess it's probably offline. No, Halo's still doing strong. They're coming out with Halo Infinite. Uh it got pushed till next year, but it's coming. Yeah. Delay till the next system It's going to happen. It might be. That's what I would do if I was... Actually, no, I, I forget. They, they said all the reasons why. I forget why. But I don't think it's for the next console. Uh Yeah, I've actually had this game a very long time. We've played it a handful of times. Not a ton, but a bunch. Why don't you tell us what is in the box? Well, what's in the box? So you have your standard
0: risk fare of... Pieces for every group of player. Except this time, there are three different factions. So, you have the Human UNSC units that come in two varieties of army camouflage color.
1: Yes, they're designed for two different players to play.
0: And you have two varieties of Covenant soldiers. Yes. Which come in black and purpley. And then you have the Flood. No one likes the Flood. Which are weird,
1: poppy creatures. Yeah, and like I'm a ready brown color.
0: If popping candy was a creature, it would be the blood.
1: Yeah, except wetter.
0: Yeah. Well, they're wet, so they're always popping.
1: No, but they're wetter though.
0: Oh, got it. Yeah. You also get some dice to roll the battles with.
1: Let me test. Let me test them. Let me test them. Yeah. They only roll the three. It's what half good. What they sound like. Half
0: good. You also get a set of teleporters, which come in ten for a total of five sets. Yeah. Uh, you get cards for objectives, for the objective-based modes, and faction cards that give grant special powers or get traded in for additional troops.
1: There's also one other thing that comes in this map. Oh, it's right, the instructions instruction w- that tell you how to play. Yeah, yeah, it actually has instructions. Most games don't have that these days. No, there's one thing that comes in the box that is, I think, unique to this game and unique to most games that I think, as you said when we pulled it out of the box, it's very generous.
0: And that is a map
1: that's incorrect that, that is incorrect. into many
0: different maps there
1: you go there are what i think about sort of four maybe five maps there are two actual boards on one side of each of those boards is an individual map on its own then they are designed to actually connect together with those teleporters so you're teleporting from one map to the other and vice versa but you could actually use them on their own as a smaller map for a quicker game. Yep. Uh, so that would be, I would count that as three separate maps, sort of.
0: And then on the back of those maps, yeah, this you is the have cool one.
1: a extra
0: long ring map.
1: Yeah, it's called the ring map. It's des- designed to uh, represent the actual Halo. It's just this super long map. It's honestly a oh, Wait, about... is that
0: why it's called Halo?
1: Yes. Because of the ring? It's li- They literally call them Halos. Ah, I yeah. thought it was just Ring World. No. It's a ring world called Halo. That's so confusing. It's not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's really cool. It's it's really long and narrow. It makes the fighting a little bit uh, unique. Uh, a lot of choke points, not individual territories, but a whole a whole like um, continents basically that you can kind of hold and keep people from passing from one end of the map to the other.
0: Well, depending on where the teleporters end up,
1: of course. Uh, Yeah, and also depending on if you even use the teleporters. But yes, yes, the teleporters, I think, are designed to keep choke points from happening and and controlling the game.
0: And there are a few different modes that you can play in this game. So there's a couple team-based ones, there's objective-based, there's classic risk, there's even a two-player, and an asymmetrical four- to five-player game.
1: What's really cool with this is that it's a it's not asymmetrical in game design but uh slightly asymmetrical in the way the factions are set up. So you have two human factions, uh both are UNSC but split up so you can have two players control them. You have two Covenant factions, so two players can control them, but you have one Flood faction. That can either act as a neutral party, so when you have a two 1v1 map, uh they're almost just like just kind of AI controlled. They just they have rules to govern what they do and how they act. But another player can also control them as a, a third faction. And often, uh, if there's a full five-player map, I think it says that the flood, since they're by themselves, are uh, more powerful.
0: Yeah, they get extra cards and extra stuff to increase their numbers and make themselves more hardy.
1: Yeah, so in that way, I really like that kind of asymmetrical factions. So that's pretty cool. We can move on to talking about some of our strategies. It's been right. a while since we played this game.
0: Yeah, just a little while, but there are strategies that hold true for all risk games. But yes. let's talk about the specific ones.
1: Well, I mean, when we were talking about original risk, you heard me talk a lot about Australia. Now, Australia is not in this game. No, it is not. But the closest thing that's in this game is a uh, a territory called the beach, and that is, I think, it might be the only continent that has one entry point in this game
0: yeah barring any teleporters that end up there
1: yes aside from any teleporters which uh, could undo that but it is at the end of the map and it's got one and again if, if there's a teleporter maybe two entry points it's only worth one reinforcement it's got four territories but uh, it's a much more easily defendable area. It's at the end of the map. It's a good place as a, almost like a fallback position that you can hold.
0: Yeah, especially if you can push out a little bit.
1: Exactly. It's that place where you're able to push out from and reconvene if you if you start to lose numbers. So I, I really like, that's I think my favorite strategy.
0: Yeah, I would say hold on to those faction cards as you earn them Yes. and make sure you use them at the best time
1: possible. I mean, while we're talking about it, I mean, let's jump into our favorite cards. Uh, Mine would be the Human Spirit card from the UNSC. It's play after the dice have been rolled in battle. Place all of your dice on sixes. You automatically get the best roll possible. And that says whether attacking or defending after the dice have been rolled. So that would be even more important for an attacker. But yes, if you see that you've lost you can actually turn it into a win. Yeah. Or if you see that you've already
0: rolled double sixes, you don't have to change you anything. don't
1: have to change anything. So that is a card definitely you want to hold on to until like a crucial time.
0: My favorite card.
1: Okay. Which
0: is Mass of Flood Breached, which after an opponent declares an invasion against you, you can play this card to remove two units from your attacker and add it to the defending territory.
1: Wow. That's cool.
0: It's You're just about to get attacked. If it's two or less, you just... Well, you have to let one unit remain in the attacking area. Right. But if they're attacking with two or less units, you can just cancel it and add that to your strength.
1: That's crazy. But if they're attacking with three or more, you can't use that.
0: You can still use it. Take two of them, and then they have to attack with whatever's left.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's would pretty be cool.
0: One in that first attack,
1: and yeah, then they yeah. could add
0: more attackers if they want to keep attacking.
1: Right. So, I mean, kind of representative of how the Flood actually is a Parasitic race and actually takes over living beings. Yeah. They're taking over some of the attackers and, and, and adding it to I their own numbers. Their, their own side. That's actually pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Another one I like is the cavalry has arrived. Play after an opponent declares an invasion against you. Roll one die. Destroy that many units from the attacking territory. At least one unit must remain in that territory. That is nice. just, that's almost OP. Uh, it's actually ODSTs, orbital troopers dropping into the middle of the enemy and taking them out, so it's actually pretty cool. Yeah,
0: so, cool way to go.
1: Yeah, so a couple of cool uh, cards there to really cause some chaos. Or, if you're into just self-destructing, there's the
0: Banty Strike. Uh-oh. When an opponent declares battle with another opponent, you can cause them both to lose two units. One unit must remain in each territory.
1: That's, uh... <laughs> a little bit self-sacrificing. Oh, I like no, it. You
0: can actually use it on two other opponents. Not you can't use it on yourself.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Well, that's even better. It's even better. I misunderstood. I misread it.
0: To it play when an opponent declares a battle with another opponent.
1: I got you. Got you. That's pretty cool actually. That's this is yeah. like causing chaos for guys who uh, for people who aren't even yeah fight doesn't even involve uh, involving me, you yeah but yeah. i'm
0: gonna make it worse for both of you. there's a lot of neat powers and then on the bottom of each of those cards there's also a skull so if you hold on to them you can trade in your skulls for additional units
1: yeah you know what what's cool with this game like we talked about last week with civil war risk where there was no static way of upgrading your troops that wasn't based on the territories you control this one has that so it's a, a different style than the you know the marker that just kept uh, yeah going up and up and up this one is just based on how many skulls you have. You get more troops. And that number never changes. So if you have four skulls, you're going to get seven troops. And you trade four skulls the next time, you're going to get seven troops again.
0: Yeah, or and you can save can, up for 10 skulls which, and trade them for 30 troops.
1: Yeah, 10 skulls for 30 troops. So it, it actually stays there. I mean, that does also lend itself to being able to fall behind, depending on, I forget how you get the cards. I think it's the same way. You, yeah, the same way. You have yeah. to invade a enemy yeah. territory. But at least this keeps it open it just makes us you have to be you have to act smarter and you have to plan ahead so that you don't get to a point where you can stop getting cards yeah you want to get those cards it really uh makes you think about using one of those powers like those the things we read out on those cards are pretty powerful you want to just be careful with that because you don't want to just throw away the the skulls because those are going to be your reinforcements additional reinforcements on top of whatever you get at the start of your turn yeah which works uh, traditionally the same way. Yeah,
0: just just another level of tactics where you're. Yes. we you have to consider, do I need to spend this card on this turn? Do I right. need it for this attack? Yeah. Or should I hold on to it till next turn? Maybe I can get a card with two skulls on it and then yes. trade it for
1: even more. Exactly. I think it's just one or two skulls. I don't think there's more than two uh, in the cards that I've looked at. I actually really like this game because one thing we talked about last, last episode too is the symmetrical maps that just kind of suck yeah this is a tend to be a little blah just tend to be a little blah a little boring predictable and repetitive where this is not that it is a original map design of various types of terrain grassy desert rocky terrain mountainous just made to resemble a real map so it's it looks like actual landmass
0: yeah and additionally there's a lot of territories on the map where there's like one or two access points, and then there's quite a few where there's like three or four. Yeah, so it does make it interesting to actually play through as you have spaces that you can fall back to. You have those spaces yeah. where if you push a little bit more, you don't have to worry about someone sneaking up behind you. Mm-hmm. All sorts of uh, tactical advantages that you can get from the like Mirandering sort of shape to the map. Yeah,
1: yeah, and one thing I like too is that there are a lot of territories in this map and a lot of. Or they call it a region that you control for uh, more uh, reinforcements every turn. There are a lot. Just on one of the half maps, there are one, two, three, four, five, six different regions. That's as many as the entire original risk map. But Um, unlike the original
0: risk, a lot of them are giving you like one or three or something in between that sort of troops. You're not getting like five for like controlling all of Asia and stuff like that. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. It is a bit lower. But, I mean, that is, I guess, evident of the fact that there are more. Like this one here, where it has eight territories, the valley, uh, it still only has three, uh, sorry, actually two entry points. Even though it has eight territories over here at the Western Interlock uh, and over here at the Gorge. So actually three because the two of the valley zones touch the Western Interlock. So only three entry points there. So um, even though it's large, it's relatively defendable.
0: And you're not going to lose it quite as easily as in Classic Risk.
1: On the map too, at least on this one that we're looking at, a lot of tight choke points, right? Like, if you want to go from one side of the map to the other, you're going through just one or two of these regions.
0: Although it seems like that might make the game a lot longer when you add that in addition to the cards that you have access to. Yes. There's a lot of opportunities to just, like, break through someone's defensive wall. And yeah. make a big push.
1: And I also, yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of bigger battles. A lot of front lines being fortified with the, the back maybe being left a little bit weaker. So you're going to have a lot of big spectacular battles that open up into being able to just move through some big territories. Yeah, and
0: when you're ready for those big spectacular battles, you can put your hero unit into play. Yes. Which will add a plus one to any attack roll that you make. Yeah. And a... Plus one to any defense roll that you get to make.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that can actually make a big difference. They don't actually count as a troop, but they just give that extra bonus, which is which is nice. So it's an alternative to spending those cards that you might need for valuable reinforcements. And of all the games we've been talking about, well, Star Wars and uh, Civil War Risk, this is the most Risk-like. This is just a carbon copy of Risk with Halo printed on and then some extra gameplay... Though, and um,
0: teleporters to mix things up.
1: Yeah, I guess the biggest difference I've noticed is that it's not near as open, right? The the maps are long and narrow. So a lot more choke points, a lot more of those big battles. Um, at the start, depending on how you set up, yes, there's going to be a lot of little skirmishes here and there. But as things normalize, as people's territories start grouping, uh, you, you're you going to get just a lot more of those bigger battles, especially towards the end, Yeah, um, where you're, you're going to be amassing your troops in like one or two areas, and that's it.
0: Do we have any house rules? I mean, for this one, you could always mix up the faction deck. might make a less thematical sense, but you could have any power available to any faction.
1: That'd be interesting for balancing sake, but yeah, if you just mix the the decks all together, use them more traditionally rather than one per faction, actually kind of makes sense. Or uh, it could be interesting. I mean, one thing we already talked about is... um, just the way you play the maps, too. Instead of putting those two maps together with the teleporters, you could just play one map, have a small map as, like, a shorter playthrough. You don't yeah. have to use all the teleporters, or you could use more teleporters than you're supposed to on a particular map. Really open it up.
0: Make it real chaotic.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, could be could be really interesting. Uh, I don't have much more than that for House Rules.
0: I mean, we came up with a couple, but we'd love to hear more. Let us know if you played Halo Risk and what you would do to mix up the game.
1: Yeah, I guess overall, how do you feel about this game, Halo Risk? I think this is a deal done good. I think they added
0: just enough flavor where it is Halo Risk and not Classic Risk, but haven't changed it up so much that it's unrecognizable.
1: Yeah, they didn't go the way of, of many other different versions of Risk where they completely change it up and just the the idea of having pieces on a board moving around is the only thing that's similar it's it is feels like risk when you're playing it there's just more that you can do and different pieces and i'll say this the piece construction is is well done i like the the design of the piece. they they have a good feel to them
0: yeah things that are supposed to be round or round things that are yes. supposed to be
1: flat or flat Yes, they didn't cheap out on these pieces. High quality, well-designed, and well-made. Uh, as, as much as that's not necessarily a detractor from the gameplay itself, uh, it makes a difference when you when you have a piece uh, that you can hold that you, you Yeah, because you enjoy. something to do
0: when it's not your turn. You can have your pieces fight each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a little mini battles on your side of the table with the pieces that aren't in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially when you get knocked out of the game early. When you're knocked out of the game early, well, we discussed this, I think, in a previous episode. Have another game just off to the side, ready to go.
0: A new group of friends who are just <laughs> With on another group by of waiting for you to lose yeah. your first game. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: All right, how would you rate this game? Halo Risk. It's a comparable to risk, I would say. It's about yeah. just as fun. Yeah. The map is a little bit narrower, which makes the game go a little bit quicker, but it could also draw it out if two people end up taking over about half the map each. Yeah. It just turns into a big war right in the middle and maybe the Teleporter placement isn't that great for sneak attacks?
1: I guess what's interesting, too, is talking about that, just the, the teaming up aspect of it. The the multiple players on the same side makes it a little bit different in terms of how the game ends. You're not fighting every person you see. You have friendlies yeah. there that you don't necessarily want to fight. So the success and failure of the each side actually could extend the amount of time a person stays in the game. Uh, very interesting in that term. And I mean, once, once one, uh, person gets taken out on one side, that can definitely tip the scale of battle, um, towards the people, the, towards the side that still has, uh, two players. Yeah. Cause they, they have their own reinforcements, their own movements and things. So, yeah.
0: But of course, if you were playing objectives,
1: maybe that last push is all you needed to win. That too. That too. Maybe uh, uh, maybe actually losing your partner might help, and you can win on your own. Yeah. yeah. So very, very interesting. Yeah. So I want to give this a nice needler. Yeah, let's call it interesting, a needler. Interesting. Not but everyone, like, not everyone likes the Halo 1 needler. needler. Oh, not <laughs> the Halo 2 needler that was, no. like, the most powerful one? No, the, the sort of the, weird one. The weird one. <laughs> the, probably the, the still fun, but least useful needler of all yeah. the needlers. Okay. Fair enough. Still fun, but not the best. I mean, I'm gonna give it then the DMR.
0: Oh, going on the other spectrum.
1: That went, uh, yeah, that's uh started in Halo 4, I believe. I don't remember now. I think it's You're Halo 4. You're asking me. I I uh, barely remember the, the thing, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that started in Halo 4. My favorite gun, single shot gun. So yeah, I'll I'll give this a DMR. No, you know what? I'm gonna give this a Halo 1 pistol. There we go. The OP Is pistol. that good? Yes. <laughs> yes. The Halo 1 pistol was far overpowered. Right. Yeah. 12 shots in a clip. Explosive rounds. You could take out a, a fully shielded elite with, within that first clip. So it was, it was pretty overpowered. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Halo 1 pistol. You all know what I'm talking about. That's all we have for Ape For Ape But I have to give you a question of the week. It's my turn. All right. We didn't do one last time. I think we I just mean, wanted to be done with it. Yeah. So, But I think it's my so that's turn. It's two questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go off the board game thing. What is your favorite video game?
0: What is your
1: favorite video game? Or video game series. Got it. Or individual. Or maybe just like your first video game. Or your favorite video game memory. Whatever. Give me your favorite video game. All right.
0: This seems like the
1: perfect opportunity to say Halo? No.
0: No. Shout out, Gotcha Force, the Nintendo GameCube. Gotcha Force. I spent so many hours with that game, but it is incredibly obscure.
1: I've heard of it, but that might just be because I'm friends with you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I mean, for me, it's, I don't think it's going to be Halo. I mean, I grew up playing Halo, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite.
0: I mean, there was a time where it was your favorite.
1: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. When Halo first came out, I, you know, when I got my Xbox in, what, 2002 or whatever. Yes, it definitely was my favorite. But I'd actually go with the Mass Effect series as my favorite. Even definitely. with Andromeda? Absolutely. Andromeda was not bad. Andromeda was glitchy because they rushed it. But actually, my, my edition, when I played it, I had no glitches. Oh, no, I, I quite enjoyed playing Andromeda. But, I mean, if I'm being specific, the, the original Mass Effect trilogy. Would be my favorite. If I had to choose one, I'd choose Mass victory 3. But uh yeah. That's uh I would say those are my favorite games. Cool, cool. All right. Let us know your
0: answer to that question yes. on our social media. Where can they find us? That's an excellent question. Look for us on Twitter at Cardboard Podcast. There's no T because we can't count.
1: Yes, it was us for sure.
0: Also, look for us on Instagram at P- cardboard podcast. It has the T because we could count that. We could count that. We Which made it a couple we, weeks later. Did we
1: make it first or second? Who knows? Uh, we made it
0: second for sure. Okay. Because I know that because it turned into a whole big thing.
1: I don't think we made it. I think we made it first. No, I'm pretty sure it was second. Because we, we'll use the term we. As a group, uh, we, we as a group together, we as, we as a duo, with full
0: input from me, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, and me, and me, uh, went to make a Twitter account, uh, put in the date of our first episode, and uh, got shut down for being under 14 years old. Yep, then we sent a picture of our ID showing we were above 14 years old, and they never got back to us, yeah. So, I believe I think we they just
0: counterfeited. Our ID. <laughs> our ID. Our ID.
1: Our uh, ID. But I still believe we did make the Instagram that day. We did. And then made a new Twitter later on. Uh, so I believe uh we lost count later.
0: So I am correct. Because the Twitter no. was first.
1: No. Because it wasn't Cardboard Podcast then. Right. But the, it was just like whatever Twitter the first,
0: e. So I'm right.
1: No, you're wrong. No. I'm right. All right. We're at it. We're done. We're done. Thank you for listening. Like, rate, subscribe, follow us, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Like when you can. Review when you can. Just tell your friends about it. That's the biggest thing. That's it. Let's get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. What are we doing in two weeks? In two weeks, we're doing something a little different. But also a lot the same. Another episode of our podcast. It's another episode of our podcast. Uh, it is a new series called Replay. We are going to be revisiting Settlers of Catan.
0: Ooh, classic.
1: Yeah. Wait, we, did we do that? We did. That was our very first episode. Oh, okay, that's probably why I don't remember. That's why it's called. Don't yeah. go back and listen to that. Don't no, go...
0: go back and listen to that one, well, so no, you can
1: hear our new opinion. Go back and download it, but don't listen to it. It's terrible. <laughs> Download it so we get the download, but don't listen to it. It's terrible. Man, I bet you we have Man. a bunch of hot takes in that one. Anyway, yeah, next week we're going to revisit Settlers of Catan. Should be a little bit fun. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. So, yeah, I really like the pieces on this one.
0: Like, there's that weird bulbous guy. It looks like he's just going to explode the moment you touch him.
1: I don't even know what he is, but he's pretty oh, yeah. cool. That's not one of the game pieces, Devon. What do you have? Now I'm really wondering what I'm looking at. Yeah, what
0: is? Is it moving? No, it's fine.
1: Oh no!